Good morning. All you, my fellow Americans, of all race, ethnicity, religion, persuasion. In a few weeks, we all, as many have already, by mail-in ballot, will go to the polls. We'll go to those polls, mail-in those ballots, and stand in to make our voice heard whether or not we think it matters or not. We'll speak because we can. We'll vote because we can. It's our duty, an obligation. To feel like we're not all victims, but a part of the scenario. A part of this train wreck or this rocket ship. And we're either going to go to frontiers and new territory and explore new ideas and technologies. Or we're going to stay in the same rut, in that same strut that has kept us since the coronavirus and this pandemic, in a virtual merry-go-round of discomfort, oppression, confusion, depression. We're going to make a decision, aren't we? And we're going to ask ourselves that wonderful question that Reagan asked just a few days before the election against Jimmy Carter. Are you better off now than you were four years ago? Are you better off? Now the billionaires very well may say they're better off, but then again, they always are in times of tragedy, catastrophe, and collapse. One man knows how because they have the means and the knowledge to come by and swoop up what others have lost and monetize it and buy it for pennies on the dollars, enriching their portfolio and their holdings. But for most of us, the majority of us, that question has tremendous meaning. And it's not about capital gains tax for the rich and how much more wealth they can accumulate and keep. But for you and I, it's the daily meandering of life, the mundanity of it, to get through it, rise above it, survive it. And you will ask yourself that question as Reagan asked the nation, are you better off now than you were four years ago? And you will say, yes, at least until COVID-19, until the pandemic from China. And up until that moment that the nation, the economy was drastically shut down, halted, put at a stop, all the economic engines idled, up until that moment, you were, and you were, by all means and measures, better off than you were four years ago, eight years ago, 10 years ago, 12 years ago. And unemployment had fallen at a double speed, breakneck pace. And we saw all sectors of the American melting pot dive a deep dive in unemployment at the lowest numbers in 60 and some say in 80 years we saw that economic engine work by executive order in some cases by fiat but it worked it worked and most of us most of you found yourselves 
employed found yourself making ground, chipping away at your debt and forging new opportunities and inroads into other areas of interest. You found yourself happier, less laden by government regulations, restrictions. And we didn't see a contraction, but an expansion individually and corporately, nationally, globally. And it seemed as if nothing could stop it until Wuhan, until COVID-19, until the pandemic, much like similar to 1918 with the Spanish flu and before then and before then. We've seen this come around over and over again throughout history. And every hundred years it seems to show up. But for this particular spot in space and time, you have observed and experienced a greater peace less of our soldiers on foreign territory fighting foreign wars, less interest in controlling other nations. They call it isolationism when it's really national pride, recognizing that we don't need to expend all our resources, money, armament, and human lives, sons and daughters, fighting wars for other nations. Leave it to them. We finally figured out we didn't have to foot the bill for every other set in Europe or the Asian continent, we finally realized that we could actually clean house, clean house, focus on our house for a while and not overseas in other men's lands and fields. That if we were going to spill our blood, let us spill our blood here for our fellow man here. But then COVID-19, are you better off? Are you better off not four years ago? Are you better off a year ago than you are now? And if not, then you have to ask yourself why. And that answer isn't the Trump administration. That answer first starts with China and then starts with that continual constant nag of opposition from those that never accepted the results of the 2016 election and did with all their power and means granted to them by you and I, the citizenry of the United States of America, a distraction to the president for three and a half years. And yet with all the impeachment inquiry, with all of the Russian debacle, with all of the media, Hollywood, progressive, liberal, feminist, Marxist, fascist, haters of the American flag, haters of our history, haters of our country, haters of our men, this nation with Trump at the helm continue to forge a path straight ahead, not distracted entirely by all of the noise of the Congress of the Democratic Party and was able to accomplish what no one thought was possible, indeed probable. And now ask yourself this question, Are you better off? No. Why? And then look at who's been instigating and orchestrating and frustrating the economic engine of this country to shut you down, to shut down your little restaurant, your little salon, your little barber shop, your beauty shop, your nail shop, your grocery store, your real estate company, 
your clothing store, your churches, your mosques, your synagogues, your schools, who has led the charge to shut that down. There's only one party that's done that. And you know the answer. Because they felt that the threat and the risk and the collateral damage of the pandemic was such that it required the entire nation to suffer suicide, depression, increase in child abuse, and civil unrest. We've lost a few hundred thousand people. We lost nearly three quarters of a million during the Spanish flu, just in the United States of America. We've lost only, not to diminish the value of those those lives, I myself had COVID-19 and survived it in three and a half weeks without ever having to go into a hospital. But we lost our mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters and friends and neighbors and strangers alike, yes. But that number would have been far worse had the president not shut down travel from China within weeks of hearing of this virus. It would have been worse had he gone on national television and encouraged panic. But as is the nature of those that lead, they minimize the information to minimize the reaction to calmly exit the theater in a fire alarm. And this was a national fire alarm. And he minimized that. And yet, all of his enemies suggested that this virus was going to take the lives of millions of Americans. Millions. Not 100,000, 200,000, all of which are not 200,000 taken out, by the way, by COVID-19, but by other diseases that were simply being attributed to COVID-19. I would suggest that that number isn't 200,000 killed by COVID-19. That number would probably reduce more to half of that, that directly were killed by COVID-19. But many died with it. If you get in a car accident from a drunk driver, do they say you died of the drunk driver? Did you die of cancer? After all, you were, you had cancer. You were on your way to the doctor. You had leukemia. You were on your way to the doctor for your insulin shot. You had diabetes. Which did you die of? Was it COVID-19? Was it diabetes? Was it cancer? Was it a drunk driver? There's all kinds of ways to manipulate information. And yet, with all of this capitulation, with all of this maneuvering, with all of this ideological, pathological gymnastics, the one intent they had, the Democratic Party, the Marxists, the leftists, the fascists, the haters, was to destroy this economy. And they came nearly damn close to doing it. So no, you're not better off today than you were a year ago. And it's not because of the Trump administration. It's not because of the Republican Party. It is directly with all data and facts at your disposal, a result of the Democratic National Committee, the DNC, the Democratic Party, the Oprahcrats, the Pussycrats, the bitchified liars, haters of God, haters of the unborn babies, haters of blacks, haters of minorities, haters of business and capital and success, haters of that American flag, haters of themselves. It's a direct correlation to those people, those groups. 
That is why. And they revel in it and salivate at every piece of bad news they can possibly sensationalize and hyperbole to exaggerate the cases to convince you to vote for them. So I would suggest to you, no, you're not better off. And it is because of them. Now ask yourself, the ones that are celebrating this shutdown, the ones that are absolutely reveling, they want power. They want you to turn over to them the next four years of your life. You do that. You will have the next 10 to 15 years of the last year here. Do you like what the last year has been about? The mask mandates, the fines, the restrictions, the social distancing. Do you like that? You want more of that? Vote Democratic. You want to see it go worse with organizations rioting in the streets on false pretenses, poser protesters, destroying your city blocks, destroying your nations, yelling racial slurs at black cops and black police chiefs and black firemen. You want more of that? You want more people storming through neighborhoods, busting through gates of people's private property to try to break in their homes? You want more of that? Vote Biden. Vote Kamala. Vote the Democratic Party. If you want to see 2020 repeated like Groundhog Day for the next 10 years, then you know what to do. Hit that Democratic button on every Democratic candidate and you'll get more of what you've been having for the last year. And if you don't, if you want to be better off like you were before the last year, then you need to vote for Donald Trump. Do what's right. Do what sustains your life. Stand up for the truth and not the lie. Get out there and win one for the Gipper. <laughs>